Blog Talk Radio. about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. Or reconnect my heart will discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now. Yes. On our website, you can go on there and send your questions, prayer requests. Also, for those who may be watching on social media, you're welcome to watch me on brotherprater.com excuse me, I'm sorry on reconnectmyheart.com reconnectmyheart.com you will see 
uh, Reconnect Moha Live, as well as if you're on Facebook or so, on uh, YouTube, feel free to go on Brother Prater. You can go to Brother Prater page, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, spell brother all the way out, B-R-O-H, brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, brother Prater, P as a Paul, R-A-T as a Tom, E-R, brother Prater on Facebook as well as YouTube. I would like to say hello to everyone. I hope you all had a great, great day. Uh, I want to, real quick before we get ready to go into the show, I want to say a special hello and heartfelt thank you and love to two group of uh two groups first i would like to say hello 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 to david w carter class of 91 david w carter class of 91 i thank each and every one of you all um there were the home there was a homecoming the homecoming football game which was on friday uh, my intentions were to make it, had everything planned, but I ended up hurting myself uh, last week. So I felt like it was best for me not to try to go up the uh, steps and everything at the, uh, on the bleachers and all the stuff. So it was best for me not to go. And unfortunately, even though I didn't make it on that Friday, but there was um, a gathering for uh, Saturday night. And uh, really, I really enjoyed myself, you know, just being able to just look at the people that I went to school with and getting together on a good occasion. And, you know, I was just really just looking back and just, to be honest with you, I was just grateful. <clears throat> so I really had fun with you all. You know, class and I don't want, I love you all dearly. If I, I, I want to name everybody, but I don't want to miss anybody. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you all. So, so, so dearly. I love y'all dearly. And, um, you know, even uh, I do want to say uh, even uh, Gifty, Gifty, uh, Gifty um, got a chance to listen to her. She was uh, sharing some stories with me pertaining to my sister, Sheila. And I would just listen. I was like, wow, you know. So, uh, you know, each and every one of y'all, you know, Stephen Poole and Brian and and Carrie and, and Lakeisha, um, both Keisha, uh, my gosh, it was man, um, Gala, so many of y'all, Sean, all y'all. Um, I, I didn't want to name because I ended up forgetting, but um, I had so much fun with you all, and um, I appreciate you all. Look forward to y'all in December. Also, <clears throat> for um, today, we had an event uh, at a domestic violence uh, uh, gathering. Uh, this is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so we had um, the Floyds, uh, Crystal Floyd, as well as Derek Floyd, um, pull and really just enjoyed myself. And uh, and you know, this is something that is very, very. It's been very dear to me, pertaining to um, relationships, God's way, and 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 unfortunately, uh, now because my sister is no longer with us, uh, I'm, I'm, I wanted to bring a louder voice. I actually was uh, already involved in domestic violence groups and everything, actually a couple of months before she passed. And, you know, those that know me, we've still been doing some things together, and, you know, one thing led to another. 
uh, she's no longer with us. But just because she's no longer with us, does not mean that the movement stops. And matter of fact, I'm going to run like never before. You know, as long God give me grace, God give me the uh, strength and the ability and air in my lungs, I'm going to go forth. You know, by hook or by crook, I'm going forth. And so uh, I just want to thank you all so much for uh, really just uh, talking and being able to be of great help uh, to me as well as to others. So uh, with that being said, now we're going to go ahead and go to the program. Um, Today, we want to talk about communication and listening skills. We want to talk about that and a whole lot more in the episode called, Can We Talk? Can We Talk? Understanding how to communicate with God and through others. And when I say through others, that means through people. We can easily, look here, we can talk to God. And it's important for us to learn and know how to talk to God. But also, just like we need to learn to know how to talk to God, we also got to learn how to talk to people. <laughs> you know, and so many times, so many people, they just think, well, you know, as long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Well, that might have been a song, might have been a jamming song. But technically, we live in this world where we're going to need each other. I don't care how saved, I don't care how anointed that you are or that I am, whatever. The key thing is God placed us here to have relationship and communication with each other. One of the things that we will often talk about in Sunday school, you know, God wants us first to get it right, right here with us, with each other, before we get it right with him. That's why even in the Bible, it tells us that if we have an ought against our brother or sister or whatever, we got to leave our gift at the altar, go and reconcile with our brother and sister before we present our gift to God. So it's important for us to be able to communicate, for us to be able to get it right with each other. And so... That's why I felt it was important for us to have this conversation about it. You know, actually, um, as I was thinking this week, um, the the theme of this show, it hit me, uh, I believe it was yesterday or yesterday, I get my my days mixed up. And as I began to just really think, I began to look at, wow, so many people we don't understand about communicating with God. And a lot of times, some people have tried to make it hard on others so that way they can feel elite or superior. But actually, it's easier than we think. Prayer. First of all, let's look at what prayer is. When we first think about, you know, communicating, communicating, uh, communication with God, we often think about the word or the term prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is simply uh, communication, communicating with God. But before I go into any further, we talk about prayer. Let's get to the definition of communication. So that way we can understand what prayer is. Um, We look at communication. Communication, uh, it descends from a Latin noun, communicatio. Communicatio, which means a sharing 
are imparting is root sense have to do with an exchange and goods possessed by one excuse me, by more than one individual. So in other words, there's something. Matter of fact, when you go to a grocery store, there's actually communication that's going on between you and the store, which is via the source being the checker or the cashier. In other words, you have goods, you have merchandise that comes from the store that you have chosen from the store that you want to take home with you. So you you see that the store has something to offer. You picking it up, put it in your basket, and what do you do? You want to take those home, but in order to get home, you have to go into your wallet or your purse to get some cash or get your debit card to purchase what you're getting from the store. And that money that came, let's say, came from your possession, you're exchanging it with the cashier to get what was in their possession or what's in the store's possession. So that way, when the exchange occurs, if you have enough money to purchase what's in your basket, then you can take everything that's in your basket home with you. But even if you don't have enough in your checking account or within your pocket, if you don't have enough cash, what's going to happen? You can have to put some of those items back. In other words, you can only leave out what you can afford based upon what's coming from your possession, which is your currency. So that is a form of communication or an exchange So if we look at it in that context, then we understand that communication, verbal communication is the same way. Communication is important for us to be able to understand because we need to communicate with one another in order for us to function or operate. So when we look at, so when we look at communicating or communication, Looking at communication, oftentimes the main form of communication we talk about is verbal. And so when it comes down to our verbal communication with God, we call that, quote, unquote, prayer. Prayer is communicating from us to God, but in actuality, it doesn't just stop there. Because what did I say? Just like going to the grocery store, there is an exchange from our possession to the cashier's possession and then from the cashier's possession to our possession, even though those are not her products or his products, but because they represent the grocery store or the food chain that we go to, because they are a representative of that company, then if you have the if you have enough to purchase what you have in your possession, then they would release whatever that you desire that may be in your possession if you're at the grocery store or you pay for your food at the fast food and once you pay for it, 
then they make it and then they release because you were able to financially afford what you desire. But if by chance you end up taking it without an exchange, then there's something called thievery. You stole it. That's illegal. So in other words, the exchange is supposed to be agreed upon with both, both parties. Same way we have to look at pertaining to communication with God, because we can easily talk to God or tell God what our needs, what our desires, or even just a conversation or a question to God. We're talking, he's listening. But the communication falls into place when, after we have spoken as he listened, now we have to listen as he's speaking. And now, in other words, allowing him to respond. That's the key. There is no form of relationship that will ever last if one party is always talking and not listening to the other person. So if it won't work in a natural relationship or a courtship, what about our relationship with God? So prayer is communicating to God as he listens, but then also let him talk as we listen. Now, it is not always in that order. The first thing we have to do is recognize God want to talk to us. So just because you first talk or communicate, that doesn't mean that it's going to always be like that. It's always good for us to be able to make sure that we're sensitive enough to allow God to speak to us sometimes first. God will sometimes give us a forewarning. Sometimes God will give us a heads up about things. So prayer, we talk about prayer. Actually, um, my sister said this some years ago, prayer was the first wireless communication that ever existed. God spoke first. God spoke to creation, let there be light. God spoke. There was a form of prayer. God spoke. God spoke to creation, but also God spoke to men. God spoke saying it is not good for men to be alone. God spoke. And so in, when God speaks, what do we do? We need to listen. Not just listen and let it go one ear out the other. Listen with the response of obedience. Um, Gibraltar, I believe there was a commercial by a company, insurance company named Gibraltar. It said when people when when Gibraltar talk, people listen. Well, when God talk, we should listen, but most importantly, respond in obedience. So that's something for us to be able to do. So prayer was the first wireless communication that ever existed, but also prayer is actually a tool or a device, important device that we need to keep our communication open, that which is prayer. Prayer is communicating. Prayer is more than just telling God what we need or what we want. God also uses that form of communication to tell us what we need, what he needs from us. 
we look at prayer as we telling God what we want, but also you got to look at that that prayer or that communication is God telling us what he wants. So that's something for us to really recognize. Prayer, communication. Communication, like I said, it's an exchange. Or if you look at the word conversation, conversation, that's actually, um, it's not a it's not a, a, a an old it's not a new word, but we begin to use that term pretty much now. That's the going thing. In other words, I, I need to talk to you. Well, now the term now. Well, we need to have a conversation about that. The word conversation sounds more pleasant because I mean you no harm. In other words, there's a dialogue that I want to have with you. In other words. When you hear a conversation, you hear there are some things I want to share with you. Also, there are some things I want you to share with me. So conversation sounds inviting. And so when we look at conversation, communication, but there's something else which also uh, when you look at, I spoke about communication, but also when you look at communication, look at the word commune. Commune means to focus on God, converse, talk, often with profound intensity. It's an intimate communication or a report that you want to share from the heart from the mind. In other words, from the heart and from the mind with who? With God. So commune. Being able to have a heart to heart with God. Uh, matter of fact, some people would call it pillow talk. Sometimes that the word pillow talk comes from when we're so relaxed as we get ready to go to bed. Sometimes there are things that people in an intimate relationship share pillow talk, be able to share, be able to uh, uh, share or communicate with, because now we're in the privacy, not only in our own home, but the sacredness of our own bed for us to share some things that we may not want to share with the public. There's a private conversation. There's an intimate conversation that we may want to have with someone. So looking at being able to converse, being able to commune. God wants us to be able to commune with him. Also understand, get this, a lot of times we just look at the talking. We look at the conversing. But understand there's another element that we have to be able to address, and that's the listening, the listening skill. In other words, being able to identify by communicating a need without generality, being able to listen. Many of us, we tell people, hey, I hear you. Yeah, you hear me, but are you really listening to what I'm saying? In other words, not just listening because I'm saying the words, but do you have a proper understanding? The Bible tells us, and all about getting, getting, and what? Get an understanding. 
Because a lot of times, if you don't have a person full attention, then that person could be distracted and that communication may not be well received because that person was not focused and they end up getting a wrong understanding of what you're trying to say or convey to that person. Many times the people, many times there's a lot of people that have ended relationships because some people may have a poor understanding skill or poor listening skills. And when they have a poor listening skills, then what happens, they have a poor understanding. And unfortunately, many times, many people who may have that poor understanding, a lot of times they fail to properly communicate because they're not listening. So that's something that we have to talk about. Now, what I wanted to do first, I'm first talking about God, our communication, and our listening to God. I want to address that first. God wants us to hear, like I said, and all that I get and get it and understand it. Also, the Bible tells us, ye that has an ear, let them hear. And it's more than just the physical hearing. It's the spiritual healing. Excuse me, hearing. The spiritual hearing, being able to understand. In other words, do you comprehend what God is saying in its proper context? That's the key thing we have to recognize. Do you properly understand what God is trying to convey to you? So with that listening, being able to listen to God, I'm telling you, we talk about communication. Can we talk? Now, understand, there are some people who may be mute, who may not be able to verbally talk, but they know how to communicate. There are people that has, has the ability to use sign language. There are some people who may have the ability to write notes or send an email. So there's other forms of communication other than the verbal. So when I say can we talk, understand that that talk may not be verbal, but the key thing is for us to be able to express or convey our conversation that we need to have with God or with people. Can we effectively communicate? And that's what God wants us to be able to do. First, being able to communicate and understand how to communicate and conversate and talk or pray to God. It's important for us to understand it is our biblical right to communicate. God told us, matter of fact, the Bible tells us, man ought to always to pray and not faint, which means not to lose heart, not to lose courage. So get this. If God told us we should always pray and not faint, that means if we don't pray, we will faint. In other words, that's letting us know that the power and the source coming from God must come through communication with God. Now, it's easy for us, like I said, utilizing the different methods of communication. In other words, when you think about it, I remember when cell phones first came out. When cell phones first came out, oh, man. Well, actually, even before cell phones, we had beepers. I remember my dad used to have a beeper. And the beeper, at first, what it would do, there were some where you could actually call. Matter of fact, 
me and my sister, we used to leave a message on my daddy, uh, beeper, Charles call home, Charles call home, home call Charles, no, Charles call home, that was my daddy name, you know, so we used to do that, and then eventually, there were some where they had, where you just type in the telephone number of who you want to call, who you want them to call you back, or what number you want them to call you back on, so we would type in, you know, we would call our daddy beeper, and then we'd beep, then we type in the telephone number, hit pound, and hang up. And then my daddy would call that number because he would call us at the house because we put the house number in it. And then eventually we end up having the big cell phones, the uh, Spike Lee do the right thing cell phones, you know, big old device. And we were able to call that person wherever, wherever they were at on a cell phone. And now, as technology has gotten on, the cell phones have gotten smaller. You know, then we start having a flip phone. Now, because of the smartphone, we got a we got a bigger phone than the flip phone. But looking at it, we had those forms of communication. And then, of course, we had the telegram. We had the letter where you sent it by a pigeon. Then we have regular mail, U.S. postal mail. Now we got emails. You can send somebody a message around the world just through an email or even look at it social media you can inbox someone you can connect with people so there are other forms of communication the key thing is be able to utilize whatever you need to get in contact with the person that you're trying to reach because if i want to talk let's just say if i want to talk to someone i can call them they may answer the phone or they might be in a situation where they may not be able to answer the phone, but they might be able to text. Hey, I can't talk right now, but I can text. Okay. Okay, that's fine and handy. So in other words, being able to understand what method you need to use, you need to use to be able to communicate with the person that you need to. So with that, I mentioned about the listening skills. Like I said, it's so important for us to have that listening skills, be able to listen to God. In other words, when we pray to God, we got to be still and not respond, but wait till God responds. And then when God responds, then that's where we move. Don't do anything until God responds back. I always think about Simon Says. The game Simon said, we'll say, Simon says, go left, you go left. Simon says, go right, you go right. Simon says, jump up, you jump up. Simon says, sit down, you sit down. Okay, turn around. Should we turn around? No, because Simon didn't say so. But also, what it lets us know, sometimes we get so used to the routine where we can do what Simon says, and all of a sudden, because we're not paying attention we hear instructions, and we act upon those instructions, but we didn't hear Simon said to do it. And so what happened, because we in the routine of doing things, and we've been in the routine of hearing Simon says before the instructions, sometimes we get so used to doing the instructions, but we don't understand who the instructions are coming from. So now we, we understand Simon says now we're using Simon said, but we're saying God says. But so we so used to doing that, and we get so complacent, and then all of a sudden we end up doing something, and we're thinking that God told us, and God didn't say anything. It was our emotions, or sometimes it was the devil. So that's why it's important for us to pray about and wait for the response from God, because, like I said, sometimes it may seem like 
It may be from God, but it may not be from God. Because if God didn't say it or if God didn't put his fingerprints or his stamp of approval, we shouldn't do it. Even though it may appear that there's something that he may say for us to do. Oh, well, you know, I got good intentions. I got a good heart. No, 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 no. That might be the thing that pulled you away from receiving the blessing or the purpose that you need to do. Because the most important thing we got to do, we got to think about obedience to God. That's something for us to think about. So listening, listen, listen, listen. And the key thing is not just, like I said, listen with the physical ears, but listen with your spiritual ears to see if it agrees with the spirit of God within you. If there's if there's an uneasiness in your spirit, then you may need to examine it because it may not have came from God. So that's why it's important for us to listen. The Bible also tells us, even when it comes down to listening, listening is the most important skill that you have because the listening actually leads to your will. And so if we listen to what, you know, I ain't going to say what thus says the Lord, but whatever instructions they have came from us, if we really listen and we line it up with the spirit of God, then we'll be able to see if that's something that was sent by God or made by man are made by your emotions. Sent by God, made by man, or made by your emotions. When I say made by man, that could also be made by Satan. So that's something for us to examine, for us to be able to really pay attention to because listen, we got to be able to spiritually listen because God is navigating us in this journey, this Christian journey and sometimes we might be in a situation where we may not be able to see, but we should be able to hear. We may not be able to see physically or naturally, but we should always be able to hear. We got to have our spiritual senses on high alert. And the other thing what we ought to do, as we get ready to listen, in order for you to be able to listen, if, it's, if it came from God, we have to know God's words so that way we can know his verbiage. We can understand how he talks, and if he talks, if we understand how he talks, then when we hear verbiage, we can be able to discern if this is from God or if it's from our emotions or if it's coming from the devil. Like I always say, the devil knows God's word so so much, he knows key words to leave out to deceive us. The devil knows God's word. To be honest with you, do we know God's word more than the devil? Unfortunately, no. Turn that thing around. See, the devil know God's word. The devil was in heaven. He was called Lucifer. But what happened? The devil know God's word. He just don't obey it. But on the other hand, we don't know God's word as much. I ain't going to say we don't know it at all. We don't know it as much. And we we disobedient too. And God wants us to change that. Also, for us to be able to understand God's word, because what, what was really getting me, like I said, for us to know God's word, study God's word, so that way we can be able to understand God's, God's verbiage, how he speaks. You know, it, when someone that really knows you, they know your verbiage. Oh, oh no, that don't even sound like him. Uh-uh, he, he don't even talk that way. Matter of fact, I had somebody, and this is not the first time, but I had somebody, um, it was it was an inmate, 
at work. Yeah, yeah, Officer Prater, he up here cussing me out and all that stuff. He's like, wait a minute. Officer Prater don't cuss nobody out. Well, 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 you know, because the person that knows me, they know this is not my verbiage. They could be able to say it without a shadow of a doubt. He didn't say that. And so, thank God, thank God that, you know, I have the character and, and people respect me enough to know that's not my verbiage. And so the key thing, we have to know God's verbiage. So that way you will know, hey, when you hear something, is this from God or is this from Satan? For us to know God's verbiage, and like I said, line up everything with God's word. Examine everything with the spirit of God. And so that's so important for us to recognize. Um, I was going to say something I ended up forgetting, but being able to listen, have that uh, uh, that, that listening skill, um, is going to come back to me. But being able to have that listening skill, because if we don't have that listening skill, we will fail. But also being able to understand that God wants us to be able to know his verbiage, know his understanding, know his words. What I was going to say was, there are many people, they say that they are a Christian, but we have to look at, do we take the time to know God, learn God's word, learn God's verbiage? Because what happened, people get, begin to pray. Then they, begin, they become confused because they don't know if God told them this or not. But we say we, we accept that Jesus Christ is our personal Savior. But we have to spend some quality time to learn him because the relationship is not always about us. It's not always about us individually. It's about us between the two people we're in a, in a relationship with, us and God and God in us. I want to say it specifically, me and God, God and me. That's where I have to look at it. Because look here, God studied me, but did I study God? Did I study his words, his verbiage? When you love someone, you're concerned about their needs. You're concerned about, you, you, when you study someone, you learn their movement. You learn how they talk. Same way we have to do pertaining to God. We have to know his verbiage. Know. So that way, as we begin to pray, when we talk to God, we can be able to know, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. The devil going to try to bring some distraction. The devil try to bring something. Uh-uh, that ain't of God. No. We'll be able to understand that. So that's something for us to really get a hold of. But also, even pertaining to the um, the listening skill or being able to effectively communicate See, with that communication, with that communication, it helps us to be able to get specific, get specific. We have to be able to understand how to exercise our ability to be able to get specific and not general. The reason why I brought that up is because, unfortunately, many times, what happens when when a person is not used to speaking up, 
when a person I used to talk and what happened, it handicaps them. And this is something I want to share with y'all, and then we kind of go back, which is part of the lesson anyway. But one of the things I tell people that know me, it's a pet peeve of mine. I hate for somebody to speak up for somebody else. I hate it. I hate it. Why do I hate it so much? And I didn't understand it until God began to really start showing me, and I realized that even I was a victim of that, and I realized that I was allowing myself to be handicapped until God began to give me a revelation, and he helped me to overcome that situation. But see, what happened when you, especially as a man, what happened when, I'm going to use it. For an example, I'm use a, a man for an example. When a man allow other people to speak up for him, especially as he is younger, what happened? He become dependent upon somebody else speaking up for him. And then what happened as he become older, when he begins to pursue a relationship or end up dating or getting married because he had not learned how to verbalize for himself what happened he'll end up becoming dependent upon that woman or his woman to speak up for him and then what happened he ended up not receiving that respect that he really want because she would not be able to she won't I'm gonna say she won't be able to but a lot of times she won't give him the ultimate respect because she may feel that he's not defending the family because he don't he won't he won't verbalize or protect the family and so that man become frustrated because man you know she don't respect me she don't respect me but do you defend the honor of the family or her verbally do you take care of that do you go ahead and let her do it, or do you choose to have her do it? That's something we have to think about. And see, what happens oftentimes when we have not practiced the verbal language, then what happens when we become frustrated or angry, what do we do? We end up cussing. And sometimes people cuss because they don't know how to verbally express themselves. They don't know how to articulate or know how to use other words other than the bad words, the foul words. No, but we have to understand the life and death and the power of the tongue. So understanding, even just pertaining to having a conversation or even talking to God, understand their life and death and the power of the tongue. And because if you have not utilized or exercised the ability to properly communicate, then what happens when situations come, then you end up saying something that's contradicting God and his word. Every time a prophet goes, oh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Oh, my God. But you said you're a believer. But you just said if it ain't one thing, it's another, which means you have now set forth in motion something else. Remember, our Heavenly Father already told us in Genesis, let there be light. <laughs> he said in Genesis, let there be light. The proper, uh, uh, the original origin of that that verse in Hebrew, let there be light. You know what they were saying? You know what God was saying? Light in me be. In other words, light within me, let it be, let it spring forth out of, not just out of my spirit, out of my mouth, because it's in me and what I want out there, I have in me, so I got to get it out. That's something for us to think about. 
So he was saying, let there be light or light in me be. But when we begin to start saying things, oh, 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 this is killing me. Oh, I hate this person. Uh, oh, what, what, what. But understand, is that God's verbiage? Is that the kind of verbiage, is that the kind of language that God has towards us? The same verbiage that God has for us, we have to be able to verbalize it to others as well as verbalize it to him. And so it's so important for us to be able to speak up for ourselves. We got to be able to speak up for ourselves. And even when I was talking about my pet peeve, I tell guys, hey, look, girl, I don't care if you stutter. Tell me what you want. I don't care if you stutter. I don't care if it takes you all day. I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm not going to belittle you. As a man, I don't mind you practicing your verbalization with me. I would rather for you to practice it with me so you can perfect it out there to your wife. Defend the honor of your family. Defend the honor of your children. That way you can get the respect, but also you'll be able to have your self-esteem build up where when situations occur, you'll feel confident that you can come to the aid through the help of God because you know how to not just verbalize, but you know how to use what God's word said in that situation to verbalize what God said about that same situation. So that's something that we have to really, really think about, being able to speak and sometimes it's very important for us to sometimes even just look in the mirror and speak to ourselves. Practice, practice, practice. That really helped me. And like I said, some, those that have known me, I used to hate looking in the mirror. I used to hate it. I used to hate talking, looking in the mirror and all that stuff. But now I'm able to practice. When I think about it, I do it. But now, sometimes I do it without the mirror. But being able to talk, being able to you know, hear myself talk, being acquainted with my verbalization. So, and like I said, all these are relatively new to me because I was a kid that used to rely upon my sister to speak up for me. I was a kid that didn't like to talk. Even to some degree, I'm in a situation I don't like to talk. I love, I love to listen. Sometimes I just love to observe, sit back and just observe. And then sometimes... I get on the podcast, get on video, and just start speaking. I speak to the masses. But then sometimes when I'm in a little small group or when I'm I'm just a fly on the wall, I just watch. You know, that's that's me. <laughs> sometimes I get out of my shell when the cameras are on. But then when the cameras are off and I'm in a little group, hey, I go back in my shell. Just, okay. That's me. <laughs> Those that know me, that's me. So, that's it, you know. So being able to have that communication skill, being able to verbalize, being able to, um, like I said, being able to verbalize, code, when you're able to verbalize, it helps you to be able to get specific. One of the things I often think about, I think about a little kid. Think about a little kid, and they rub their leg. Oh, oh I'm sorry. They rub their knee, their kneecap. What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, oh my leg, my leg. Your leg. What part? And you think about it, you think about them saying their legs, so it may be the calf, it may be the thigh, but then they point in their knee, oh, my leg, my leg. Okay, now see, because they have not been familiar 
with the identity of their need, by default, they're automatically addressing their problem as the leg. See, even though the knee is a part of the leg, but being specific, it's the knee that's the problem. So when it comes down to verbalization, when we practice communicating, then we can be able to fine-tune we be able to fine tune the specific problem or the issues that we're facing in our life. Because when it comes down to praying and communicating with God, God does not want us to be general. He wants us to be specific. Oh, God, I just need me a car. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes to you the next month. Hey, uh, I got this car right here. You know, it's going to need a motor. going to need trim. I don't want that thing. But you just pray to God you need a car. You didn't say you need a running car. You just say you need a car, but get specific. You have a specific need. Why be general about that situation? Be specific. Many people, oh, God, I want me a husband. Okay, then all of a sudden, here comes this guy. They ain't got nothing. They ain't going to treat you right. He comes. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want him. Well, guess what? Just like how you might be saying you need something, not only God hear you, but the devil does too. So for you to be able to understand when you're saying something, when things come, then you're able to identify it. Because you're like, wait a minute, I didn't pray for that. I didn't ask for that. Well, good. Now you're able to identify what you didn't pray for and what you did pray for. But the only way for you to understand what it is, got to be specific, not general. So it's important for us to speak up for ourselves. Um, but also in speaking up for ourselves, one of the things we have to remember, we have to think about this. Just like how we speak up for ourselves, those who may be listening to people. Now, this is more so talking about communication, uh, not only communicating with God, but communicating with others, communicating with people. Being able to express yourself, being able to, like I said, speak up for yourself, but also what we have to do for those who may be listening to those who may need to confess. Sometimes we hinder a person because we're not allowing them to get it off their chest. And what happened, even in the Bible, tells us we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. And sometimes even we may not, we may mean well, we may mean no harm. But sometimes we hinder a person from receiving the healing that they need because if, let's just say if somebody comes to me, you know, I, I just want to tell you, I, I have to confess to you. And we know they did us wrong. I just want to tell you, I, I have to, I have a confession. I have, and then also, I can, oh, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. I, no, no, don't even mention it. No, don't, don't even mention it. I forgave you. No big deal. No big deal. Now, see, it may not be a big deal to me, and I might have gotten over it. But it's important for me to allow that person to speak because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and what the words or the verbiage of our testimony. Also, the Bible tells us confession is good for the soul. So even though I forgave them, but it's for their benefit to get their release for them to be able to confess to me or whoever that they have wronged. So as they get ready to confess, I need to listen. I need to allow them to get it out. Like I said, if we want to see the power of God move in other people's life, we have to allow them to be able to confess 
It might have been hurtful to us or what they did. It might have even been embarrassing. It might have been something that, oh, it was no big deal, and we just went on about our life. But it's important for their healing, for their maturing, for them to confess. So in other words, just because they want to confess or just because they may need to confess, that doesn't mean that we stop them from doing that. It is our biblical responsibility to allow them to do that. So confession is good for the soul. We have to allow them to speak out. If they have done us wrong, if they have done wrong, being able to allow them to speak it out. Look here. Sometimes that's even dealing with the consequence of their choice. So they have to be able to get out and speak it out. So also understand, so important for us, even with our communication, the Bible tells us, let your yay be yay. In other words, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. Before you give an answer, make sure that you prayed about it. Make sure for you, be, for you to be comfortable with your answer and say it and stick to it. Don't be wishy-washy because a lot of times what happens, you lose credibility with people, but also people lose respect for you and if you begin to be wish-washy, then sometimes you're the type of person that someone may use because, oh, oh, well, look, at that person said no, but you just keep working on them. You can break them down. And you don't want to be known as that. You want to be someone that's comfortable and that's knowledgeable and, and, and also be able to get the respect that you need by sticking to your guns when it comes down to saying yes or no. So that's why it's so important for us. Matter of fact, even we all say, we always tell people, you got two ears and one mouth. So you be twice as much, do twice as much listening than you do talking. Twice as much listening than you do talking. Do all the talking. Or when they always want to just talk, those are the people that you need to watch. Because what happens happen a lot of times when people, all they want to do is talk, 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 talk. A lot of times they want to talk because they feel like nobody's listening. So it's important for us to be able to talk, but listen and learn how to listen. Learn how to listen. Asking God to help you have better listening skills. Better listening skills. The key thing about listening is being able to discern. And you cannot go into any type of conversation with some type of preconceived notion or assumption What's going to be said because what's happening, a lot of times the devil will use that to bring a miscommunication. And then all of a sudden you leave out, you're like, well, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. You know what? It hit me. You know what? That person was trying to say something. I wasn't even listening. And sometimes, unfortunately, it may happen to many of us. So many times when we're listening to someone, we already have in the back of our mind what we're going to respond with. And unfortunately, sometimes we end up spiritually misdiagnosing people because we have poor listening skills. It has happened. There are many people. It's just like going to the hospital. You're the, you know, you're a patient, and there's ten people off in there, and you're the ninth person. And all of a sudden, the doctor, he don't even ask you what's your problem. He just give you some cough syrup. Here you go. You just go ahead and take that. Here's a prescription. Go and get it filled. Wait, wait a minute, doc. You don't even know what's wrong with me. Well, you know, uh, 
it's been eight other people that have the same symptom, have the same problem. And so chances are that might be your problem too. And it's not their problem. We need to deal with people on an individual basis. That's why it's important for us to listen and discern. We have to discern. The Bible tells us, judge ye not unless ye be judged. Now, a lot of times people just think that means, oh, well, only God can judge me. That has nothing to do with that. That means, simply means, in its proper context, don't assume. I can't assume because somebody that may not, not, may not look like me, oh, she got this going on in her life. Oh, oh. She late for church, or she missed church because she had been going out to the club the night before. She always missing church, or she always come to church late and not realize what if she working three jobs, and she hurry up, just got off work off of one job to try to hurry up and make it to the house of the Lord. Or what if she got off work and she went to go pick up the kids? Or a lady who have they say five kids. Oh my gosh, she have five kids. Oh my goodness, so she must be loose. Oh, she must be in sin. You know, she must have she she must have been giving her body. She needs to get saved and delivered. But what about what happened if she ended up having two kids and three of them were adopted that she picked up from her family members that they may have both of the parents may have died. And then the two kids that she had from her husband, her husband got killed. She got five kids. She's a single mother. Huh. You see how easy we can end up judging or assuming, let's say it in this proper context, we're assuming and we're wrong. That's judging not unless she be judged. That's what it means. It doesn't mean, hey, 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 you know, um, well, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, you, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. The devil is a lie. I can judge you. Because if you come up to me and you want to date my niece and you up here sagging pants, smoking weed, got a 40 ounce in one hand and a box of condoms in the other hand, and you talking about you bowed about and your pants sagging down, guess what, bro? I'm not judging. I'm not assuming. I'm going on the evidence. Uh-uh. You ain't qualified. That ain't judging. That's going on evidence. And so based upon the evidence that has been presented to me, I would say case closed. <laughs> nope. Bam. I'll be the judge and I'll hit the gavel. No. So that's why it's important for us to be able to discern. Ask God to help us to have them listening skills, the spiritual listening skills, to hear and decipher what thus says the Lord. To also being able to understand, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. In other words, like I said, we have to practice talking to the person that's in our mirror, talking to that person in your mirror. But also understand, it's not only what you say, but it's also how you say it. That's important. It's important for us to recognize how we talk to people. Because a lot of times you can say the right thing, but you can say it in the wrong way. It would not be effective. You can still run off people because of the harshness. We're supposed to be, as believers, we're supposed to speak in love, talk in love. We're supposed to represent Christ. But unfortunately, many of us, 
we run off people because we got a bad attitude. Well, thus says the Lord. I'm gonna say it, but you know, I'm just I'm just speaking from the spirit. They ain't look here, that ain't the spirit of God, the spirit of the devil. That we gotta be real. We gotta be very honest because we as believers, we running off people from the church. We running off people from the body of Christ. And because people have talked to us crazy, we start talking to people crazy. That old saying, hurt people hurt others, that's true. But that's why if there's some hurt within you, you need to give it to God and let God heal you so that way you won't duplicate to others what have been done to you. It's so important for us. Before we even go out, we got to pray for ourselves. Because if we have hurt, we can easily give it to somebody else. And what I found out a lot of times even when it comes down to abuse. And it always don't have to be in a relationship. It can be within the church. It can be within the family. Because we have not given it to God and have not addressed that situation that we have dealt with. What happened, because we were abused, even verbally abused, and then what happened, when we deal with someone that's the opposite of what we received, we deal with someone that's passive, and then what happens? We become the aggressor and be aggressive towards them. That's why it's important for us to give that to God. Give that hurt to God. Give that mess over to God. And allow God to heal you from the residue that the devil tried to pull forth in derailing the purpose and plan that God has for you. It's so important for us to be able to speak to the people correctly. Talk to people in love. You know what? They may not talk, they may not look the part. So what? That might be all that they have. And if somebody, if I go to somebody, hey, 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 you know, hey man, I want to tell you, man, uh, you know, pants taken down. If you don't have, I'm give you mine. Oh, hey man, you know, let, let me help you out right here. Not no, but thus says the Lord. You just need to, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, because you know what? What if that's all she has? You never know. It take a lot. For some people to get to church. And I'm not just talking about physically. There's an emotional battle. They're fighting with insecurity. They're fighting. They, look, the devil been beating them up, and they might have taken all of the, the, the lungs, the heart, the air for them just to have the desire to make it to church. And now that they come, they need to be spiritually resuscitated. And so now God has put them before us for us to be the representatives of him to minister to them. So it's important for us to talk to them, talk to people in love. But I found that people will may remember what you say, but they'll remember mostly how you make them feel. Talk to them, how did you make them feel? Did you make them feel wanted? Did you make them feel appreciated? Did you make them feel valued? Did you make them feel important? That's that's what's going to help. They may not remember everything verbatim, what you said, but how you made them feel. That might be the key thing to help them to come back. You know why? Because ultimately, you have to earn their trust. And so many people, they have been so, they've been so used, they've been so abused. It may take some time for you to earn their trust. But when you got it, you got it. 
when they trust you, they trust you. They, and, and, and sometimes people look at you as their lifesaver. Even though it was God that worked through you, so don't think it was just you. No, it was God worked through you. But people want to show you some appreciation because the main thing people want to know, do you care? Are you listening? Do you respect them? Do you value them? And so it's important for us to be able to listen to people, listen to people, and let them know that they are important. So with that being said, I'm going to get ready to go to the phone line. I see someone on there. I'm going to get ready to have them to come on. I want them to come on in. Excuse me. Um, matter of fact, before before I go into the phone line, I'm going to go ahead and I want to share a couple of verses with you all. Um Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm trying to change my uh, uh, my stuff so that way I can be able to uh, have everything in my disposal right there. But even when it comes down to James 1 and 9, know this, my beloved brother, that every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. Colossians 4 and 6, let your speech always be gracious. Seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Also, Proverbs 18 and 13, if one give an answer before he hears, he is, it is his folly and shame. Also, Ephesians 4 and 29, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fit the occasion that is may give grace to those who hear. Also, last one, <sighs> Proverbs 15 and 1, a soft answer turns to a raft, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So sometimes we have to learn a technique called verbal judo. Don't you know you can de-escalate a situation just by the way you talk? Look here. We've seen it throughout this pandemic where we've seen even some police coming to the scene, and it was a situation that could have been escalated. But what happened? Some of them, not all of them, some of them, they – Escalated everything, and next thing you know, we got people shooting and killing and all this stuff, going to jail. But if they had to went on just use verbal judo. In other words, talk to that person like that was your mother, that was your father, that was your brother. If we talk to people like that, then we'll be able to see, you know what, everything will be all right. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone now. Now we're going to go ahead and um, – you don't hear it. Matter of fact, I'm going to fix this right now. Um, get everything together. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, going to the first caller. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing well, doing well, doing well, doing well. Uh, glad for you to be on here. Just wanted to get the opportunity to come on and, uh, you know, just say hi or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just wanted to say hi and uh, love the show and uh, a show that, uh, like, I, like I say, all of your shows is needed, but this 
was definitely needed uh, because communication, number one, with God, uh, people knowing how to communicate with God and, and communication with each, each other. Uh, you know, one of the uh, key points, I, I, uh, the last point that you just brought up, uh, leading, leading uh, with love. And even when you're listening and even when you, if you're talking, remember to lead in love. So, so I enjoyed that last point. And also, uh, you made a point, uh, which it was a big one for me, uh, you know, just something that I had to learn to do. And I think this will help in a lot of situations. You mentioned it. Uh, but if you cannot think about what you're going to say and listen to the person, that's one of the biggest parts of miscommunication. When so, when you when you you're sitting there and the person is talking, but you're thinking about what you go, you think about the response. <laughs> so you're not even paying attention to the person, right? So uh, that was one of the biggest things that, uh, you, you know, uh, like you say, in law enforcement and different things, uh, that was one of the biggest things that I had to learn is to turn off my response and actually listen to the person. And I think that, that also uh, goes forward when we're talking to God. Uh, you know, we need to get our response out, or not our response, but we need to get, when we're talking to God, we, we're trying to, to either ask or, you know, pray to him, communicate with him, but clear your mind, clear your thoughts so you can listen to his response, so you can listen to what he has for you. And so the whole, the whole uh, show was just awesome and great as usual. Just wanted to come on and uh, say thanks to you and, and just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I I appreciate it. And you know, um, yeah, this is kind of the conversation that we need to have. And and one of the things I believe, you know, a lot of times in our salvation, first of all, I tell people accepting Jesus Christ that's the easy part. You know, right. getting saved is the easy part. Staying saved or or using the benefits as a believer in situations. That's what we have to be able to really talk to God about. And so in situations like this, you know, like I I always uh, quote the scripture, you know, God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, meaning eternal life, you know, godly, uh, uh, going to our eternal home in heaven. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But how be able to deal with life right here on earth? And so these are the things that he wants us to talk about for us to be able to not only for us to be helped ourselves, but also help one another. We need that. Mm. So, you know, so I, I look at that and I, I appreciate your uh, your words and everything and uh, continue to keep us up for God. And also, thank you. Um, told you privately. Now I will tell you publicly. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I've had some problems with my um with my uh, podcast. And so at first, uh, which is not the first time this has happened, but sometimes when I come on, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so I'm like, I shut everything down, then I have to do it again. And then I end up missing some stuff and all this stuff and missing people and people not able to link on. But God told me, um, that was last week. God told me, Hey, Hey, press this button, press this button, press this button. And it worked. 
But then all of a sudden, it cut off like an hour later, and God said, hey, mm-hmm. you got a red in the bush. You got your phone right here. So thank you for coming on early enough where I could be able to test run with you to make sure that it worked. Right. And at first, it didn't work until God told me to hit that button. He can continue to hit this button again, hit the button again, and then it worked. And so now it stays on, and hey, the show is almost over with, so thank God for that, and thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No problem. No problem. Yes. Anytime, yes, anytime. Yes, sir. All right, so you take care of yourself and to be continued. All right, yes, sir. All right, appreciate you. All right, all right. I see someone else on the line. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Rick Not My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hoping I didn't catch you off guard, but I saw you on the line, so I said I was going to go ahead and uh, say hello to you and uh, let the world know who you is. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I enjoyed your show, and, 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 and uh, everything was nicely well said, and I just uh, appreciate you as a young man going forth and trying to do all you can for the kingdom and, uh, and just keep up the good work. And um, we as a people, we have to realize that we haven't always been effective in communicating. And uh, communicating is not when two people are talking at the same time. Communication is talking and listening. That's the, that's the complete part of communication. And just to get on the spiritual side, many times when we pray, we pray and then we get up and we don't allow God time to speak to us and so we think we're communicating but we're not communicating because we didn't listen to what god had to say we heard everything that we had to say and so what is that a reflection from that's a reflection from how we do it in our natural life you know we'll tell others what we want to say but then we won't take the time to listen as we say uh as you said in there that what now it calls for us to assume certain things because we didn't take the time out to listen to find out the full story. And so, yes, communication is very important, and uh, especially in the Word of God, com- communicating effectively and letting God. I tell people all the time, and, and since this is part of your program, I- I'll just piggyback on it. I tell people all the time to just say, pray for me. I said, there's no such thing. I said, we have to have a what? effective communication. I've got to be able to pray. I don't know how to know everything about it, but I have to know enough to get in the general area to pray. See, because I might be praying uh, 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 for a headache, but you have a tumor. Or I might be praying in, in one area that you're not even in and, and just doing a general prayer, and it won't be effective because we're not dealing, especially if it's a spirit, we're not dealing with the spirit that it's in, and so therefore what we're not effective communicating. And so, you know, it, this is a good show for people to realize that when they go to God or when they want people to pray for them, you don't have to tell them all your business, but you have to at least put them in a general area where they can effectively pray for you uh, or effectively deal with your situation. You know, because sometimes people, if you know, you probably counsel people in relationship. Sometimes people will come to you, the wife will come to you and tell you her side of the story, but she don't want you to listen to the husband's side of the story. And it's always two sides to every story. So 
we can't assume things. We just have to make sure that we, uh, like your show is telling us tonight, to effectively communicate. All right, I'm through with all of that. I've said enough. So we thank God for your show. We thank God for you. And we pray that God's blessing will always continue to be upon your life. Receive it. I receive it. I thank you. Thank you so, so much. And continue to do what you're doing. And um, also, while I'm thinking about it, um, for those who may be listening on Tuesday nights, just in case uh, you're available, um, if you want to get on Zoom, uh, can you give us the information of where you're at? Ashley, um, he's on our uh, church Zoom. He gives uh, Tuesday night Bible studies. And so I want to invite those who may be listening, um, feel free to get on, chime in. You will be greatly, greatly, greatly blessed. Uh, can you give us information, please? Okay, I, I'll uh, uh, I'll have uh, Brother Sam to put it on the on your page. Uh, okay, okay. I, 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 we'll put it on your page so people can get it, and then all you have to do is just click on that, and it'll take you straight to it. Uh, and so you won't miss out on nothing. But we'll we'll put it on the page before, uh, and you can go back and read it. And uh, we're we we've been teaching people how to live in this life. Many times Christians teach people how to live in the other life, but yeah. they don't teach them how to live in this life. And that's what our whole objection is: trying to show people through Scripture how to live in this life. So we appreciate you, and we appreciate the endorsement and everything. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I, I appreciate you. And also, um, for those who are interested, uh, just get in contact with me. Uh, if you catch me on Facebook or YouTube or whichever, you can even uh, contact me on my phone number, uh, 214-908-3056. I will get you the information so that way you can uh, chime in. Appreciate you all for uh, listening. I hope and pray that there's something that was said. Matter of fact, I see someone uh, on here. We're going to let it be our last call. Then we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Rigging My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? Hello? Hello? Okay, okay. Well, maybe they were just listening, but um, I appreciate each and every one of you all. And I want us to take it to heart pertaining to us being able to um, listen to God, talk to him, and also understand God does not want us to have any spiritual insecurities that will prevent us from going to him. A lot of times we feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm not good enough to talk to God. Well, I'm I'm going to help you with something. None of us good enough to talk to God. <laughs> but because of his grace and his mercy, because of Jesus Christ dying upon the cross for all of our sins, you know, now we're on the grace and, you know, we didn't have to work for it. We just need to receive it. But for us to be able to understand, look here, I don't care if it's the bishop, I don't care if it's someone that just got saved. Listen, God loves that person that just got saved equally as he loved the person that's been pastoring the bishop for a thousand years. God loved all his children. But you know what? A lot of times because of we have allowed people because of how they have treated us or the uh, uh, the differences 
or the favoritism that's being in people or even within family that we automatically assume it's going to be within the church family or it's going to be within God's God. No. Listen, God is not like people. People may need to be more like God. But God is not like people. <laughs> Look here. God doesn't have favorite children. He loves you just as much as he loves the next person. But we have to accept it. So when a person try to tell, oh, well, you know, you ain't say, look here, I've had that mess. But until I had to understand who I was in God and stop listening to people, and I realized, whoa, I had to look, I had to look through God's word for myself. In other words, I had to look at the manual. I have to look at the manual. God's word is his will for us, and I am a part of the family. So I have spiritual benefits, and nobody can take it from me. I'm going to say it like this. You got spiritual benefits. The Father, in his will, put your name in it, and nobody can stop you from it but you, but yourself. People try to talk, talk about you, talk down upon you. That's not your problem. That's their problem. Don't let people problem be your problem. So understand, God loves you, and he's concerned about you. So don't let them manipulate you or talk you out of God's blessing for you. You are a part of the family. There are no black sheep in God's family. There are no black sheep in God's family. God's family, you are part of it. But don't let people talk you out of your spiritual birthrights, your heritage as a part of God's family. Listen here, you have a right you have a right with the Father. You have and look here, I don't care who I am, I can't denounce who you are to God. God knows who you are. You know you should know who you are. And listen here, people don't have a right to know you more than you know yourself. So don't let people get into your head to talk you out of who you are to God and who you are in God. There are some people right now that may be watching. They may have dealt with self-esteem issues, and now it has carried over into their spiritual self-esteem. But we speaking right now that God helps you to understand who you are. And always give the invitation, just in case someone who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior and believe the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So just in case you may not be saved, Jesus Christ is here right now for you, right now. Dear Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. Thank you right now, God, for everything that you are, everything that you, everything that you are right now, God. Not just what you've done, God. Not just what you're going to do, but most importantly, for who you are. God, forgive us that if there's anything in us that's unlike you, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for deliverance, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for giving us our spiritual identity right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the ability to communicate with you, God. God, even while we were in our sin, you did not give up on us, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not 
giving up on us, God. We thank you, Lord, for another chance, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the many chances you have given us, even when we have given up on ourselves right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. There are someone who, who may be dealing with self-esteem issues, God. Build them up right now, God. Let them know who you are and who they are in you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Help us to have the identity that you have given us right now, God. God, help us, God, to get out of the foolishness that people have tried to impart into us, God, and help us to digest, God, what you have given us, God, and who we are in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now. Give us the spiritual clarity, God. Give us the desire, God, to eat in your word, to feed your word, God, to feast on your word right now, God, to, to, to live your word right now, God. In the name of Jesus, to know your word, God, and to obey it right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking right now, God, for those who may be grieving, God, comfort them, be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may have dealt with, uh, um, uh, like, uh, abuse right now, God, we're speaking, God, for those who may be dealing with recovery right now, God, bring deliverance right now, God, wholeness right now, God, healing right now, God, healing is the children bread, and we receive it right now, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God, those right now, God, who are in bondage, God, like there's mental bondage, God. The devil may be dealing with their minds right now, God. God, we're speaking stability of the mind right now, God. We bind that spirit of troubling right now, God. There's someone that we've been so emotional right now, God. They, they're emotionally unstable right now. We're speaking stability right now, God. In the spirit right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God. We're speaking, God, for reconciliation, God. There may be families right now, God, that, that has been broken right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you bring reconciliation right now, God. That there be healing right now, God. That there be wisdom, God. Somebody mature, God. Somebody speaking in vain right now, God. Lord, we speak right now, God. You be the intercessor right now, God. You be the mediator right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Someone who may be feeling lost, God. Who may feel abandoned, God. Who may feel like they don't know where they are, what they need to do, God. Help them, God, to seek you, God. And God, we speak, God, that you even dispatch people, God, that will speak your word, speak your truth right now, God, and remove out those who may be spiritually distracted or mental distractors right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings, God. We thank you, Lord, for the identity you have given us, God. We thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of you all. Uh, I hope and pray that something that was said to help you to understand not only who you are, but who you are in him and who he is. So if those who may be um, want to get in contact with me, um, Brother Prater, you can catch me on Facebook. You will see my data devotions and also my videos. Also, um, if you want to get on my website at brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com, you will see my data devotions and videos and also upcoming events also you can go to the source section of my website where you can purchase my book a few good men a path to godly fatherhood sorry about the noise in the background um a few good men a path to godly fatherhood uh this right here is uh, a few good men a path to godly fatherhood this book right here i talk about um Different things pertaining to us as men, um, we need to talk about and understand what our responsibilities are towards our family, towards our children, even towards ourselves. Also, talk to the women to let them know what the qualities of their potential 
future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, I tell them what a real man is and what a real man ain't. Also, this book right here, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, this is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, Ashley, this week was um, our 30th year class reunion, and uh, her and I graduated together. And this right here, this is something, this me just talking about my sister and our relationship. And so I thank God for the opportunity to even be able to write this. So I pray that there is something that was said to really let y'all know who God is. And also, I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you. May you have a blessed, wonderful, beautiful, obedient week. Remember this, stay focused. Even when you deal with the enemies, even when you deal with your enemies, even if you have any enemies, remember this. God already said he prepares the table in the presence of our enemy. So don't focus on your enemy. Focus on the table that God prepared for you. So God bless you. I appreciate you. And good night.